following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, episode 365 here in front of us. Hope it's going well there for you. Uh, wherever it is, what day of the time, week, whatever it is, whether you're whether you're listening to the broadcast at Radio Memphis, whether you've already downloaded this, whether you caught it the day that we did it, uh, whatever the case may be, got a great show for you coming up. We're going to have a conversation with Jeff Krause. Jeff Krause has put together a really cool thing called Fan Room Live. This is this is cool. This is something I think is going to be around long after the uh, after the pandemic, which would be great. You know, this will give you give give everybody an option to uh, do things. Um, you know, on the web uh, that you normally wouldn't be able to do. And that's the thing about the internet. And this is how I wanted to uh, kind of kick off this program a little bit to tell you about Tim Berners Lee. Do you know who Tim Berners Lee is? He's the guy that. Um, released the internet onto all of humanity about 30 years ago. Yeah, he's the real guy. He's the real guy that invented the thing and put the whole thing together. And um, he's been watching, you know, he's been uh, kicking back and looking at what we've done to his <laughs> to his invention, <coughs> not not just us personally, but uh, all of us and what has what has transpired. Um, the whole notion that your information has now become a commodity that users of the internet or the commodity itself uh, is kind of upsetting to him. And I, and I, I agree. I think we're all sort of uh, caught up in the whole idea that your personal feelings, mode, mood, uh, what you want, how you like it, what, what it's doing when it's listening to you, all that shit. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you missed that story, uh, in a nutshell, Spotify has patented technology that will that will listen to you even when your phone is not active. You know, if it's just sitting at the table next to you, and it's able to judge your mood and the race you are, the color of your skin, the accent you possess, perhaps whether you're a man or a woman, what is it that you like? It's it's you've become this commodity. <laughs> Fuck Spotify. Seriously. That's just, I, oh my God. I have, I have no words for this. Well, apparently Tim Berners-Lee is, is, is familiar with this as well. Because he wants to return the internet to the golden age. Yes. And he wants to call it Web 2.0. And I think he'll have some luck with this, to be honest with you. Um, he's trying to save the internet uh, from itself. And it involves his what he's calling his brand of data sovereignty, which means you can give users power over their data. And it means wrestling back control of the personal information we surrendered to big tech companies many years ago. A lot of people think this, that the Internet is controlled by big tech companies that are more interested in your data than anything else. They're not wrong, clearly, because that's a thing, clearly. <clears throat> His latest intervention is coming as increasing numbers of people are now regarding the online world as a landscape dominated by these few tech giants thriving on a system of surveillance capitalism. And he wants to take that back. He wants you to have power over your stuff. Wouldn't that be something? 
Wouldn't that be a thing? There's a ton of uh, stuff that's out there about this whole uh, this whole motion. If anybody's going to have any luck with it, it would be Tim Berners-Lee. It really would. I mean, you know, he's he is keeping such a close eye on all of this other things. And, and you know, I'm sure as a user of the web that he is, he's probably a bit concerned about it as well. And knows and knew probably full on when the thing came into existence that this was going to be, you know, a dangerous thing. Like I mentioned, Spotify a little while ago. Really taking all that information? Really? Do we? Do we want this? Do we? Do we have to have this? No. No, we don't. In the golden age of internet, I think we've moved on pretty quickly through it. Even though that you know, internet is the internet has taken over everything in a, in a wildabout way. Everything from from your entertainment to your banking to your shopping to everything that's out there, and how much of that personal information you are willing to to sacrifice for that ease and comfort is alarming. It's the way it goes. I know you people that are out there listening to this going, oh, well, you do the same thing, don't you? As a matter of fact, I do not. I have no interest in gathering personal information from uh, uh, from our listeners. You know, uh, our website, radio-memphis.com, has some tracking on it, but it gives us very we, – we dial it down. We don't even collect names. We don't collect hardly anything. We want to know how many at what time. And that's about it. And based on what Google tells us through its information, where you came from to get to us and where you go after us, and that's it. That's really about it. And that tells us a little bit about who you are in a way that is very sterile and very general. And it's over over a, over a conglomerated number. So, exam- for example, we say, hey, look, you know, 40% of our audience is really big into books or uh, 60% of our audience is really big into travel. You know, 75% of our audience is really big into movies. You know, that kind of thing. That's that's the only thing that we have. And that just helps helps us target our advertisers for something that's a better fit than some of the stuff that we run now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know how it goes. But that's all we do. <coughs> you don't ever have to fill out a name or a form to be a part of what what we do because I'm like you. I don't want I don't want all my information out there. If if the internet thinks of me, let's look at it this way. If Facebook tailors everything it knows about me based on what I have fed it, it doesn't know me at all. <laughs> it really doesn't and that's done by design. It really is. It's kind of close sometimes, but for the most part, it isn't. And none of that stuff is accurate. It's like that programmatic advertising. Oh, we see you over here next to a Home Depot. Hey, let me interest you in a new toilet, you know, or is it a new commode? I hate that word, commode. What if, <laughs> it's it's a polite way. It's a polite way of saying shitter. I, You know, that's what you do. You go to the Home Depot and you go, hey, what do you mean a shitter? Where's your shitter department at? Can I take one for a test pump? Huh? Apparently they frown on that when you do that. Nevertheless, uh, your uh, your information, your data is uh, soon to be back into your hands. Hopefully, in the meantime, use use extreme caution when you're out on the web. When somebody asks you to fill out information, you know those stupid games on social media—they're not there to amuse you. They're there to collect information about you. <clears throat> Tell us what you think is your favorite color. Uh huh. And then next thing you know, it's sending you things that are in your favorite color. Oh uh-huh, yeah, where to get that information? Because you gave it. Step back, see what's going on, and relax. Now, that's not the, the whole web is not like that. Okay, clearly, uh, there's a, a massive chunk of it is. Nowadays, 
it's kind of cool because we can have access to things that we haven't had access to before, namely some of the entertainment and people that we have come to, to, to know over the years, right? And now, thanks to the pandemic, a lot of those folks <coughs> pardon, are not uh, doing shows, they're not making appearances, so they're showing up online. And for a couple of bucks, you can sit there and enjoy a one-on-one Zoom moment or a, a Google Meet moment or whatever, you, Meet moment, or whatever the thing is, by having a little bit of more, you know, if you always wanted to ask a celebrity a question, you can face to face. It's kind of cool and it's safe for everybody. You know, not just the pandemic, but, you know, it keeps the weirdos and the stalkers away. <laughs> hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, delete next. <laughs> You're going to hear all about it because we've got a guy who has built this company with the help of a few people, one of them being Cedric the Entertainer. The program is called Fan Room Live. And the man behind it, uh, who has spoken, who sat down and spoke with us about all this, is Jeff Kraus. Great guy. You're going to hear all about it, how it works, how you can get involved and enjoy some of the cool shows that they've got coming up. And it's all happening right up after this 30-second break. And you're listening to it right here from Radioland. Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. Now that we're all spending more time at home, let us help you keep things feeling calm and peaceful. We have a huge selection of incense, including sticks, cones, and powders, along with burners to keep your home smelling great and feeling calm. We also offer sage, palo santo, smudges, and room sprays. Add some crystals, singing bowls, or candles, and choose from a variety of mindful living gifts to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomcloisetmemphis.com. Thanks to the miracle of the internet, uh, we're able to do all sorts of cool stuff in this day and age. And, uh, well, thankfully, we've got the internet, internet during a pandemic. we got something else that's really cool that's happening for you, too. We're going we're gonna to take you to a place called Fan Room Live. And here was one of the guys that uh, kind of put this whole thing together. He's going to explain it to us and uh, lay it down for us. He's got some cool shows for you. Jeff Cross is here. Hello, Jeff. Hey, what's going on, man? Thank you so much for having me. How's everything? You know, uh, we, we're we're fortunate here so far. Uh, Memphis is uh, seems like they're they're. I was just reading, as a matter of fact, about how things are trying to open up a little bit more. So I, you know, we'll see. It's one of those you just have to kind of watch and see what happens before everybody gets too excited. I think we're a little early for it, but you know, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, listen, I'm in New York, and uh, we're in the same same boat. You know, we're just uh, waiting for things to get better and you know, things to, uh, to reopen. So we're, uh, we're all, we're all in the same boat here. You know what I mean? You know, Memphis is a, is a showbiz town as is New York, of course, we're much, you know, more known for it than Memphis is of course. But, uh, what you guys have done with this fan room live thing is kind of bypass the pandemic in a way and, and put entertainment back into the hands of, of, of the consumers on a, a pretty intimate level, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I really appreciate you saying that, um, you know, it's interesting when the pandemic first started, uh, my business partner, you know, Mitch Faulkner and I, we really didn't know what we were going to, to do because, you know, everything was shot and everybody was frantic and, uh, all the live events in New York city and everything was, was closed. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we gave a call to Cedric, the entertainer and, uh, we gave a little, you know, idea of what we wanted to do of getting celebrities in a, in a virtual room together, uh, with their fans and to be able to give back to, you know, their fans and to be able to entertain them. Um, he loved the idea and we came up with some different concepts and, 
Fandom Live was was born. Uh, basically, it's it's a really interesting experience. Uh, you know, fans get to meet their favorite celebrities, whereas normally they can't. Even in during regular times, they wouldn't necessarily be able to. So it's it's really uh, great because a celebrity could be, or an, a music artist, or you know, an author, or whoever. Uh, you know, they could be on a Sunday afternoon, just taking some time out and being face to face with their fans, and the fans get to ask questions and video chat with them, and it's a uh, it's a very you know, very cool experience. You know, we've had some interesting guests like, uh, you know, George Lopez and DL Hughley. Um, you know, we've had, uh, you know, Richard Klein from uh, three's company, yeah. uh, you know, Brand Doherty from pretty little liars, Holland Roden from, uh, from teen wolf. We actually have coming up. We have Morgan Fairchild coming up yeah. on February uh, 21st. She's going to be, uh, you know, she doesn't do too many of these things. Uh, so that's going to be a really special one, uh, as well as, you know, Sean Kanan uh, from Karate Kid. He's going to be doing a Karate Kid reunion party on January 30th. So, you know, and then we also have another one that's, uh, you know, old school, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts. He's going to be- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'll be yeah. big. Yeah. Yeah, everybody loves Jake the Snake. Oh my God, uh, he's gonna be there. He's gonna be there uh, on uh, Tuesday, February 9th. So we got a nice little calendar of events coming up for the next month. Um, you know, of of special guests that are gonna be really entertaining, and uh, they're excited. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. How did you uh, How did you get Cedric the Entertainer involved in this? Uh, uh, I mean, I know he's he's been around a, a a long time. He's a very very funny guy, and it was was it just somebody happened to know him and say, hey, let's get let's get Cedric in here because I think he would really jump at this, or was it he heard about it word of mouth and said, hey, no, I want to do this. Well, with Cedric, um, we've actually been friends with him for a number of years now. Yeah, um, my my business partner actually uh, coordinates the SB's golf tournament every year. And being, you know, I have my hospitality background in restaurants, uh, you know, in New York City and L.A. So, you know, we've been friends with him for a long time. And it just so happened that when the pandemic hit, we kind of just called him up and, uh, you know, just kind of just like any friends would do. And we just gave him this idea that we were thinking about doing and asked him if he wanted to be involved with it. And he actually not only did he say he would love the idea, but he also thought that there could be a bigger thing to it than what we were even thinking. So after a number of, uh, you know, weeks and, and, and months uh, of just brainstorming, we, you know, finally nailed down a, um, an entire uh, experience that we could give people. And it's great. You know, we, we love working with sad. He's amazing human being. And, uh, amazing friends. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. So when it comes to booking, you know, your guest for this thing, uh, how, how does, how does that work? Are you going through like various agencies or, or is it just who all everybody knows? And just, you know, you call them like Morgan Fairchild, you call up Morgan and say, Hey, we got a thing for you to, uh, to, to try out if you'd like. And, and then it just happens or what's, what's the process for that? Well, it depends on the person. Um, and it depends on, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the people we do know personally, um, or it could be somebody's manager or agent that 
we have a, a relationship with for many years because we've been working with them. I mean, Morgan Fairchild is an example. Her agent, uh, you know, we've been working together for a long, long time, uh, you know, for whether it's facilitating an appearance for a client or whether it be a client just is coming into town and we're setting up their dinner party. So, you know, it kind of was just a natural uh, fit. You know, Morgan was open to doing, open to doing it. And uh, her agent is a huge supporter of ours. So it, it, it really tied in very well. Um, but, you know, most, most of the time it's usually either we're personally friends with the talent or the artist, or we're personally friends with the talent's manager, agent, or publicist. Well, well that makes sense. Um, yeah. Somebody on their, yeah, somebody on their team that we're very entrenched with. I, I would imagine that they're, uh, the, 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 the guests that you have coming onto this thing are just you know wildly supportive of this, I would think, because this is, like you said earlier, this gives them a chance to stay in touch with their fans. Yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting. Um, you know, Jake the Snake Roberts, we did actually did one with him a number of months ago, and it was very it, it was very, very uh interesting because when he came on, you know, we you know, the host straight up asked him, you know, why did you, you know, what made you decide to to do this? And he said, Listen, without the fans, as we're learning with COVID, the talent doesn't exist because if there's no fans to support the talent, they have nobody to buy their merch. They have nobody to, you know, entertain. And when he said that it was, it was interesting. And, and not only that, but he actually had a, um, uh, you know, a disabled, uh, uh, person that was in the room that he's known since the eighties that he's been visiting since the eighties. Oh yeah. That he, he couldn't visit because of COVID. So now she's got this experience where she can hang out with him virtually in his party. And it, it, it kind of kills two birds with one stone because she, you know, he doesn't have to get on a plane. So it's um yeah it's it's been very uh rewarding for for everybody um uh, you know and he's he had a blast and you know he's coming back for uh for February 9th. That is awesome. That's that that is such a cool thing that you've got going there and I and I would imagine the technical uh undertaking of this must have been somewhat daunting when you when you first thought of this. I mean I know with you know there's there's like with this Google Meet thing that we're doing now there's uh you know, zoom and all the, the tech is there. Uh, but I guess being able to, you know, tailor it and get it to where you can, can kind of control this and make it easy as possible for everybody must've been a bit of a challenge for you. Yeah. Um, in the beginning it, it, it actually was, uh, simply because we didn't want to, you know, we were using, um, you know, just regular, you know, zoom in the beginning. Sure. Very, very. Um, but what ended up happening was, we, we wanted to give give people a better experience than just a generic, uh, you know, Zoom call, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. Uh, so what I did was I spoke to, you know, my host, uh, uh, Chanel Amari, who's also co-EP. Co um, we got together with her and uh, Jay Benjamin, who's a comedian and, um, you know, actor, producer. Uh, he's been a good friend of mine or one of my best friends for 
long, long time. And he's very tech savvy. So we kind of all got together to formulate a, a, a tech solution so that we can, we know what we're doing to be able to have, you know, cause all, our end goal was we wanted to be able to migrate from, we wanted all the fans to be together with the celebrity, at least in one, one part of the, uh, the experience. But then we wanted everybody to get a one-on-one also. And it's, it's, we learned how to actually uh, do that and, you know, make it technically smooth so that the whole thing runs uh, kind of like a, you know, an oiled machine, so to speak. Yeah. These, uh, the, the, yeah, these, these video calls, uh, they, they always start off with, Hey, can you hear me? Is it, well, I can't see it. You know? So I would imagine if you've got a bunch of people in the room, all doing all that at the same time, it gets just maddening for a moment. Yeah, no, we, we solved that, that problem by, uh, you know, Jay basically oversees everybody's, um, you know, microphone and, and, you know, telling them to, you know, turn their video on and, and, and so on and so forth. So that, uh, by the time they even get up to seeing the talent, yeah, they're good to go. And if for some reason there's a little technical glitch, he, you know, or technicality, uh, he guides them through it and it's, it's seamless. That's so. cool. No, that's awesome. I, 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 cause I know those people would be just so excited to hang out with whatever fan that they're, that they, that they've come to see. And then they're hamstrung by some, you know, some simple little thing that they can work their way through it. And that's, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. How many people at a time, uh, are you hosting in these, in these things? Well, we don't like to have more than 50, um, in at least, in the first hour, uh, only because we want everybody to get an experience. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, you can only talk to so many people within an hour to two hours. Right. Right. So we kind of make it, we make, we try to make it a little bit, um, a little bit intimate so that each person can get, uh, a one-on-one and, you know, have, have a lot of fun. And this way, uh, we don't over, you know, overbearing. We're not, we're not, we're not making it overbearing for the talent or even for the fans, uh, for it to be rushed. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty much, uh, 50 people per, you know, per hour that we, we have max. No, that's cool. That's a, that's a manageable crowd, even on a digital level. And, you know, it helps kind of keep the shenanigans down, you know, keep that away. Not that anybody's going to act like a fool on this thing. So, I mean, I would, I would think that that's pretty, pretty easy to handle. Yeah. That, that part's easy only because if somebody says, well, first thing is we actually have a system where we tell everybody to put their questions or anything they want to say in the chat bar first. So this way we know what's coming. And then when they get up to ask their question or say what they have to say, um, you know, if they say something stupid or out of line, Jay is right there to mute them and throw them off. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a really, um, it's a really seamless uh, system that we've, we've come up with. And, you know, I mean, listen, we, we, we actually have not had that come up yet. That's good. That's good. At all. Like in, like not even one. <laughs> so we've been really lucky, uh, you know, to have good, uh, you know, good fans that have come in and, uh, been respectful and asked, you know, only there to have a good time and, 
uh, not to demean anybody. So yeah, with you know when you that's the thing about having true fans hanging around is that they are going to be respectful. They don't they don't want to get run off like that. I mean, it's they're they're there to have a good time and have that moment that they'll they'll remember that for the rest of their days that they had a one on one with that person that the, that they had a chance to sit down and hang with. And I think that's that's cool. Is there a host to it? Is there like a like a uh, you know like a I don't know like a Johnny Carsonist type of cat that's you know like hey here's what's coming up and we're gonna have somebody involved in this that's a, in, in between the uh, the talent and and their fans. Yeah, um, Chanel Omari. Uh, she's the so she does um, that. Yeah, yeah. She she does the uh, the front end hosting uh, to welcome the you know welcome the fans, right. welcome the talent. Uh, you know, ask any kind of um, conversational uh, questions in between to, you know, just to uh, make things run, run smoothly in between fans coming up uh, and just make it an enjoyable experience for, for everybody. Uh, so they're, they're like the one to uh, punch, I guess you could say between Jay and, and Chanel. No, that's good. Uh, the website fanroomlive.com is where everything, and you got a schedule up there and, uh, there's even a link to click on to get tickets, uh, for this type of thing. It's, uh, uh, these are, uh, these are, these are events that are, that are, that, that are paid. Uh, that's kind of how they work and it varies in prices and whatnot. Uh, how, how does, cause I noticed that on one of them, it was like either 40 to 75, I guess that's your level of how one-on-one you can get. Is that right? Well, I, I mean, you know, each talent is uh, is different. Um, so, for example, uh, Morgan Fairchild, she, you know, we're doing forty dollars for her for meet and greet, and then if you if you pay seventy dollars, uh, you not only get the meet and greet, but then you get to hang out with her backstage after the event for a little while. You get a copy of your recording, and you get a selfie and a photo op. Um, so. There's there's two levels. Uh, Sean Kanan and uh, the Karate Kid cast they're doing um, fifty dollars for the meet and greet and one hundred dollars for the backstage pass. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. And yeah, Jake the Snake Roberts is doing twenty five dollars and and you know for meet and greet and then fifty dollars if you want to hang out with them backstage afterward. So we have different we have we have a couple different packages and. Each uh, celebrity talent has a different different price that they uh, that they need. Yeah, yeah, that they agree to basically. Uh, so I guess the selfie thing is is that they're just, are they just posing next to a monitor? Is that is that how that works? I mean, you know, because we got everybody from all over the country. How does how does a selfie with the, with the star work? Well, no, if they're if they're see the thing the beauty about Fan Room Live is that we get them split screen with the celebrity. Yeah, so they're they're face to face with them. Uh, they can either take it on their phone and, and do a, a selfie to the computer or however, um, or we can even do it for them. And we just simply take a picture of the, of the screen of them both smiling together. It just, it depends on what they, what they want. A little screen grab action and, and out it goes. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that is, that, that's a really cool thing. I think this is something too. I think even post pandemic, it might stick around a bit. I think there's a, uh, I can see a larger picture with this sort of thing because of the accessibility that people will have to their, to their, to the people that they really enjoy. Yeah. I mean, the beauty of this is that even, even post pandemic, uh, you know, the celebrity, even look, it's Saturday afternoon or it's Sunday afternoon. They could take an hour out of their day and hang with their fans. I mean, it's, it's very, it's very easy. 
I mean, I've had people ask, I've actually had celebrities even ask me, Hey, can I do this from my, my movie set? You know, my movie set ends the, the, you know, or we're not shooting one day and we're shooting the next. Do you mind if we do it on the set? And, you know, we've, uh, of course we said yes, but yeah, that, that's, that's come up. I mean, some people just like, like doing it. Uh, they have a lot of fun and um, it doesn't require them leaving, you know, their house or getting on a plane. So it's, it's a very convenient um, opportunity for them. I think it's better than Twitter so far, man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing too, is that when you're on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> like some celebrities are doing Instagram live and yeah. they're, you know, but the thing is, is that, when you're when you're on Instagram or you're on Twitter and somebody you know comments and you're commenting commenting back, you can't compare that to being face to face with them. Right. There's no. There's just no comparison. I mean, you know, I've had people literally after the the events, uh, you know, fans email just saying thank you so much because we had such an amazing time. It was such an incredible experience uh, because they got to be face to face with them. And they got to say what they had to say and, and actually have a, a conversation with them. So it, it's just very different than uh, than when you're on Instagram or, or Twitter and you're just basically a number, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're just a number or a handle. You're just an at, as, yeah. as, as, as they would say. So has this turned into a uh, just a complete full-time occupation for you? Are you just dealing with this thing 24-7 now? No. Well, he, here's the thing. Um you know, I have different projects that I'm that I'm working on. Uh, Fan Room is, of course, one of my main uh, you know main projects that I'm an owner of. Uh, I also have uh, a company called IE Group, which is an event production company, uh, marketing and hospitality, which I take a lot of what I've learned with my you know, production company mm-hmm. and kind of guide that into. Uh, fan room. Of course, IE Group, you know, currently is harder to operate as much because of, you know, the pandemic. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, those are the two, uh, those are the two main, main projects. I mean, uh, you know, my partner Mitch also owns 123 Talent, which is a, a celebrity uh, booking agency. Um, so between, uh, between those and, and building, building fan room. I also have another project that's uh, in the works that we've been developed, that I've been developing called uh, quote notes. It's uh, you know, all about uh, spreading love and inspiration on social media, making social media uh, a happier place and inspiring people. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever <clears throat> want to go check out some inspiring quotes, you could check out uh, our Instagram uh, quote notes official, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, my day is, you know, wrapped up with, uh, you know, Fan Room Live and uh, IE Group and, and various other projects that are that are in development. So do you ever envision yourself in a position with something like this that you might be like biting off more than you can chew? And I mean, in a good way, because, you know, there's always there's always that, oh, that whole problem of having too much business. Or I mean, are you looking at like a weekly thing with Fan Room or could you see yourself doing it two or three times a week? Um, well, here's the thing about it. I mean, right now we're, you know, we're averaging, um, you know, about four events per, per month. Um, we're trying not to book too many too close to each other only for the reasons of we 
want to build this in the in the right way. Um, could I do an event every single day if I wanted to? Yes. Uh, but on the flip side, I also want to give the talent, each talent, I want to give them the proper attention, their fans, the proper attention. So, you know, for the time being, we're, we're rolling it out slowly. Uh, but by, I would say by within a year, uh, more than likely, we probably will be at the point where we're doing, you know, several a week or, or maybe even every day, but that's, that's down the road for now. We're, we're comfortable with just building this, uh, you know, the way that we're doing it. You know, this reminds me of, uh, there was another site that's kind of similar to this, uh, where musicians were using or comedians and they were, they were doing their shows through the same thing. I mean, there were like, uh, you know, like, uh, a kitchen shows with musicians and then their fans would be hanging around and they had the, the virtual tip jar and all that other, all that other fine stuff. But, and they were, they would, they, the only questions that they could ask was through a, through a, through a chat window. So it wasn't like they could just pipe up and say, Hey, Hey, tell me about your time on the road with, you know, so-and-so, you know, the, you know, you know, they, they have to type it out and it becomes a bit weird in that aspect. And the musicians in this town have kind of fooled around with it, but they almost felt like if, you know, uh, performing streaming like that just wasn't worth it. But I kept telling them as well, I said, man, you got to keep after it. I mean, you never know what's going to come from this type of stuff. And you have to be patient because audiences are still trying to figure out what's going on with this pandemic. And it sounds like you've, I think you've hit that happy medium where it's just as simple as a couple of, a couple of clicks and you're in. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. We, we've made things very easy for the talent and very easy for the fans um, as far as performances, that's up to the talent. If the talent wants to, uh, you know, if it's a music artist and they want to perform or they want to sing one song, they could do that. Um, you know, if they have, if they have a song to promote, they want to do a listening party. We've had those options as, as, as well. Uh, you know, it, it, we really leave it up to the talent and the artists, uh, of what they actually want to, to do. You know, do they want to just hang out with their fans or do they want to surprise them at the end and, and sing a song or maybe it's a DJ that, that wants to do a little DJ set because, you know, they just want to have some fun. It, it really just, it really just depends on um, the, the person and what they're, what they have going on really. Um, but we've, you know, we've run into some of those uh, situations where somebody wants to promote something or, they want their fans to get a sneak peek at a, at a new song and it's, it's gone great. Oh, that's no, that's, that's awesome. I, I was, cause I was just thinking about just the, the, the idea of just keeping it as a, as a smooth running operation, because it seems to me too, that you'd be pretty quick in selling out a lot of these events. I mean, if you're li limiting at 50, you know, it, it, if, if you don't act quickly, you, you might lose, lose your chance to get in on the fun. Yeah, a lot of the events have have been uh, sold out. I mean, George Lopez sold out forty eight hours. Wow. Yeah, it was it was like, you know, as soon as we announced it, I mean, within you know two days, it's it's boom done. That's it. He actually had to he had to go on um, uh, social media and you know offer his fans for him to come on uh, like 20 minutes early for an extra 10 fans. If, you know, if 10 more fans wanted to join, he'd be willing to come on 20 minutes early. And uh, you know, he did it and it was, it was, it was great, but yeah, some of these things go real, real quick. 
Um, you know, it just depends on the person and what they're, uh, you know, what they're doing. Do you have a, uh, you have a wish list? I mean, if you, if you could have, if you could have, you know, a handful of these uh, folks over time, uh, are there, are there, uh, you know, like what would be a good get for you that you think, I'm not, th- not to take anything from what you've already got, but there's gotta be some, you know, Hey, I'd love to have like Tom Hanks or, or something like that. I mean, are there, are there people on your list that you would absolutely love to have on this program? Well, fun, funny enough, I actually spoke to uh, Tom Hanks's publicist. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> She's a, she's a, uh, she's a, she's a friend of mine actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I asked her about Tom and she said she would ask, but he's not really into those kind of, uh, kind of things. He likes more of the, you know, the in-person, uh, screenings, but, yeah. uh, no, we have, we have a, we have a wish list. Um, you know, but it's, it's kind of, you know, tricky. Like, yeah, would we, we love to have, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce, of course, you know, are they going to do it? Who knows? Maybe, Who knows? you know, <laughs> probably not right now, but you know, <laughs> Hey, listen, you never know. They might have a charity they want to support or, you know, something to that, that nature. Um, you know, we've, we've been speaking to a lot of people and a lot, you know, most of the people that we've, uh, we've been talking to, the interest is there. It's just a question of uh, timing, really. Yeah. I mean, as an example, um, you know, Anthony Anderson is is going to be doing one. We just don't know when because he's just been very busy. Um, you know, so there there's just certain, um, you know, people that we've been in talks with. And, uh, you know, everybody's been pretty, you know, pretty receptive. But again, it, it just depends on the person and what they're, um, you know, what they're willing to do, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you got room to grow and that's a good thing. Yeah. We're not, um, you know, as much as we have, you know, an extensive wish list, we're also not, uh, you know, dreaming and, 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 you know, drooling over, over who's gonna, who's gonna come. Uh, we're kind of just taking it day by day and, you know, of course, and again, look, do we want major music stars that are top of the top, like a, a Jay-Z and Beyonce or, you know, uh, a Lady Gaga or an Ed Sheeran or, or whoever? Of course. And, you know, they probably at, at some point when, uh, you know, there's the right timing and the right charity that they want to they want to do something for and they want to do a little something special for their fans. They they probably would consider it. But it's just a matter of, of timing and, um, you know, who's doing what, really. Yeah. Uh, all the information is found online. Fanroomlive.com is the is the main site there for the upcoming shows and how to get tickets. And you said in social media as well. As well. What was that again? Yeah, we're uh, at Fanroom Live on both uh, Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a YouTube channel. Uh, which you could look up Fan Room Live on on YouTube. Are those are those whole previous shows, or are they just little 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 te- little tastes and teasers that, that, of of stuff that you've done in the past? No, we we have uh, we actually have some some of the shows that are in full on the uh, on on YouTube. Uh, there are some you know commercial you know like as an example uh, you know Jake the Snake Roberts or, or you know Kurt Angle giving their um, you know, 
video announcements, so to speak, for, you know, for their upcoming event, meaning old Kurtz has passed, but Jake, just as example, they've done videos where they've, you know, given it to us to post to our, our YouTube. Right. Uh, but most of, most of the videos are, are from previous, uh, previous events that are the full, the full episode. Well, Jeff, you and your team uh, sounds to me like you've uh, you've hit on something that's uh, that's really really cool, and I and I think uh, I think the more that more people hear about this sort of thing, the more it's going to pique their interest. You know, we always joke about you know we've all we've seen all of Netflix. <laughs> There's nothing left to watch, it seems, and you want to do something. I and mean, you know, people might be stuck at home, they're quarantined still, or they're working from home, and this gives them an opportunity to really stay in touch with the people that they really really enjoy. You know, uh, their work. You know, whether they're musicians or actors. And, uh, and I, and I love this idea and I think you guys have uh, hit on something really special and I think that's great. Yeah. And listen, it, it means a lot for, uh, for you to, of course, have me on the show. Uh, I think that's, you know, really awesome of you to, uh, you know, to let me come on and, and talk about the project. Sure. Uh, and I, I appreciate the support of, you know, that, uh, you know, you're, uh, you like the concept and what we're doing and, yeah, you know, I, I'd love to come on again some sometime soon for sure. Absolutely. If there's anything I can do to help you out, I'm all I'm all about it. And uh, you know, uh, hell, maybe uh, maybe one of the people who have done uh, done uh, your show uh, might want to uh, pop in over here for a little bit and uh, shoot the breeze here for a minute. Sure. Listen, I look. I'm happy to ask some of our uh, our celebrity uh, uh, colleagues if they'd like to come on your show. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, there you go, kids, uh, head on over to, uh, fanroomlive.com. Get all your, uh, get all your tickets, get, get into the show, see what's coming up. It's, uh, it's got, you got some good stuff that's coming as well. And, uh, best of luck to you, Jeff. I, I, uh, I wish you, I wish you nothing but great success with this thing. Yeah. And, and same to you and thank you. Uh, thank you so much. And yeah, well, it's definitely be, uh, be in touch for a future visit and, uh, I'll see if I can get some, uh, talent to come on the show. That'd be great. You're the man. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks so much. Wizards is corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. You must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radioland with Rick Cheddar. The bassist, bassist, if you will, he is Leland Sklar, and he joins us. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing excellent. How about yourself? Can't complain. I just, we, we, you're just trying to keep keep a head down from this this pandemic uh, pandemic business and and watching the world slowly start to rebuild itself from our places here. And I'm and I'm happy and uh, and I'm, I'm thrilled to have you here. And it's uh, and I we, we were talking earlier. You you've been to Memphis several times. Well, I, 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 I'm suddenly feeling like a Mark Cohn song here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I love I love Memphis. You know, I, I've I've played there so many times over the years. Um, I, I love eating there. I love hearing music there. I love wandering the streets. So, um, 
it's great. Right now, there's a lot of tumbleweeds and, and balled up balls of old guitar strings rolling around the streets. Uh, For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. There you go. You heard what's coming up next time on the program. Yeah, the great Leland Sklar. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a lot of fun chatting with him. He's a great guy. Uh, you're going to enjoy it as well, especially any of you that are musicians. I uh, want to, you know, want to be the studio rats. Uh, he's going to, he's going to tell you about all the secrets of it and, and what he has done. So yeah, that's uh, next week here on the program. In the meantime, I want to remind you, uh, for those of you in the Memphis and Mid-South area, Feed the Blues is still happening. We're still going. We're getting ready to ramp up our third round of deliveries. Yeah, we've done two so far. We did one the week of Christmas, and then we did one the first week of February, and we're getting ready to to, to launch into our third round here pretty quickly. And if you'd like to, uh, to get in on this, this is kind of slick. If you'd like to donate to this thing, here's how you do it. When you go shop and get some non-perishable stuff, get a couple of things. No, don't don't break the bank. I'm not asking you to do all that. You know, 10, 15, if you're if you're generous, 20 bucks. Get a jar of peanut butter, maybe some tins of tuna or uh, or some that uh, potted meat, mmm, box of crackers, you know, that kind of stuff. Pasta, pasta sauce, canned vegetables, any of that type of stuff. Grab some, set it aside. After you've done your shopping, you can run it over to our studios at 4745 Poplar Avenue. We're in the center of Memphis. It's known as East Memphis, but it's sort of technically the center of the city. It's it's Perkins Poplar area, right? Come into our studios Monday through Friday, sometime between 9 and 2 p.m., sometimes a little later after 2. But at any rate, uh, pop in, come into our lobby in the building, go down the stairs into the lower level. You'll find our lobby down there at Radio Memphis. And you can uh, you can drop it off and you can wave at us through the window because, you know, LJ and I are probably on the air when that happens. So, you know, please, by all means, uh, drop some stuff off and say, hey, if you're not in the area and would like to help out, you can do that, too. The Memphis Blues Society, who we've partnered with on this whole thing, has set up a deal on their website at memphisbluesociety.com, right? And on the left side, it says the Papa Don McMinn Musicians Fund, and it's a PayPal thing. You can click on that, go in there, and and throw some money at it and help, you know, help. You can earmark the money. You can set aside a couple hundred bucks if you'd like, which would go a long way. In fact, that would almost wrap up an entire month of giving. For, for our food delivery type thing. It's it's slick. It's it's really cool. So you can set that up. You can do a recurring thing as well and uh, get get a membership, you know, become a member of the Memphis Blue Society. It's all there on the website. Or if you're on Facebook, go to your Facebook page and in the upper left up there or wherever it is, whatever device you're on, look for, of course, the little magnifying glass. That's the search thing. And you can type in feed the blues and you'll find it. All the details are there. Hell, we'll even come and pick it up from your home if you don't want to get out. And with the new UK variant that's out there, I don't blame you at all. So with that in mind, uh, you know, there it is. Do your part. Help us out. You'll hear more of it at Radio Memphis. Our thanks to Reed's Market for helping us with this whole thing. They're wonderful. Find them online at reeds.market. Also, FedEx, they have been very supportive as well. As well. They provided us with a bunch of bags to, to help us get through all of this. And uh, all of the volunteers at the Memphis Blues Society and the Blues Foundation, the nationwide organization, has gotten involved in this as well. It's cool. It's slick. It's a great feel-good thing. And, you know, we got to help some of these musicians that are they're, they're not working. They can't get on stage right now. And we don't know when that's going to when that's gonna happen. And if it comes down to a point where somebody has to decide whether their utilities are going to be on or if they're going to have something to eat, at least help let us 
take some of that off of off of their worry. You know what I mean? So there you go. You can do your part there. Feed the Blues is what that is from Memphis Blues Society and Radio Memphis. So there you go. That's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Got things to do. Got places to go. Got, I don't know, trouble to get into. You heard what's coming up next time. It'll be a big show. We'll see you then. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And for God's sake, stop shooting each other. All right. I'm Rick Cheddar. And this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. 